like I'm scared as a dog, but I got a new song and I want y'all to sing along, sing along. See, this is the way that we walk on a sunny day when it's raining inside and you're all alone, all alone. Cause the whole world loves it when you don't get down. And the whole world loves it when you make that sound. And the whole world hates it when he's in the news. And the whole world wants that nigga to sing the blues. (laughs) (laughs) Praise the Lord, niggas. We are back and we are black and the world is still on fire. (laughs) Which is why I chose that song. (laughs) Absolutely. Praise the Lord, niggas. Let's talk about adulting, the worst hood we've ever endeavored to live in. Welcome back to Getting Grown, where we talk about all things Adult adulthood, uh, the good, the bad, the ugly, the tested trials, the twisted turns, the temptations, and the taxes of being a real live adult in the year of our Lord 2020. Yes. Ooh, we are not Barbara Walters. This is say. really actually maybe the year of our Lord. <laughs> I mean, it's I mean, we this is the year where we are calling on the Lord, okay? We are asking him fam. for help and assistance, okay? Fam, fam. Today this is what is... we need. Child, this, 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 this time, I know we do this every week, but I don't know what to, t- I don't know what to tell y'all. Like, I don't, Man. this shit I mean, is it, crazy. It, has, it puts things in perspective, right? Because it's like the things that I thought that I was complaining about before, mm-hmm. the things that seemed like, you know, really huge challenges seem small in comparison to what it really feels like to be um, trying to figure out life right now word i um if i may i would like to dedicate this episode to my homeboy wendell um out of new orleans he passed away today um due to complications uh and being positive uh with covid um so i want i want to dedicate the show to him wendell's been my friend since i was about mm, i guess maybe 17 years old and uh yeah, I'm just it's it, it just kind of came out of nowhere and I just really hope that people are taking this seriously. I really 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 hope that I'm seeing evidence that uh suggests otherwise, but you know, I need you to understand that you could really be you could really be out here affecting somebody and you don't even know it. So, I'd like to dedicate yeah. this to Wendell. Of course, I think um, what has really been a rea- like this week? I feel like uh, the virus and the implications of this national uh, issue. It's like they're hitting closer and closer to home. Um, people yeah. that we know, people that we love, people that we are in relationship with are being impacted. Yeah, and it just makes it like, wow, this is really real. This is not just something that we read about or something that we hear about but it's not something that many of us are living Mm -hmm. so i want to um just kind of set with that reality center it 
And Jade and I were talking before we started recording about um, just kind of like the importance of us remaining present with our feelings, whatever they may be, um, because this is not something that we've ever had to deal with before. So feeling like you don't know what you're doing or you don't know how to do it is completely uh, expected. Like you shouldn't have to. And and I don't know, like it's valid. It is expected. Um, we don't know what we're doing. It's it's okay to feel like what the hell because I mean life is just one big what the hell right now. Yeah, man, it's it's great. It is. It is. It is. So we, you know, we'll talk about that though more in the kitchen table talk. And don't worry, it's 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 not it's not COVID. <laughs> it's not. We're not going to talk about the COVID uh, in that way, but. We'll get there. We do have a little trash to get into, though, so. All right, well, let's go on, get on into it. Let's mosey on over. So, y'all know the trash is like, I'm sure we have all read the same stories, <laughs> but hopefully you will enjoy getting Grown's take on those stories. Um, so, let's see. What's going on in the world today? The 2020 Summer Olympics were officially postponed to summer 2021. Which mm-hmm. is crazy. Where were they supposed to be again? Uh, summer this year. I don't know exactly. No, where? Oh, 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 they were in. I think they were in Tokyo. Where were they? Uh, twenty twenty. Tokyo sounds. Were right. they in Tokyo? They might have been. This is like that's never had to happen before. Huh? Yeah, Tokyo. It was Tokyo. Okay. So no, I've literally never seen that in my entire life. Um, so that's absolutely crazy. But we're all seeing things that we've never seen in our entire lives. Absolutely. Um, another thing that we saw that we've never seen in our entire lives is Drake's baby. <laughs> Absolutely. We have seen, who looks a lot like his mom. Mm-hmm. His Drake's mom. Drake's mom. Yeah, he looks a lot like Drake's mom. Apparently there was some I didn't see any of that outrage, maybe because, you know, I only follow people with sense. But <laughs> apparently there was some sort of outrage somewhere about the fairness of the child. Um, I just want to really? say like the fairness, right? What does that mean? Like, like the fair skin, like how fair I get the it, baby but I'm just is. Like, why would there be outrage about that? You know, just be, you know how niggas are. They're like, oh, he wouldn't have a baby with a white woman. Or, oh, oh my god, baby. his mom is white. Guys, calm down. His mom is white, and the lady is white. So what did y'all <laughs> think the baby was gonna look like? <laughs> What did you think? What did you think the baby was gonna come out looking like Bokeem Woodbine? Like, what did you think <laughs> was getting ready to happen? Nevertheless, he's a he's a blonde haired, curly little fellow. I mean, and Drake posted him and said he misses his family. Now I don't know if that family included his mama, his baby, and his daddy, or if it included his his baby and his. Listen, family can mean lots of things. It sure could. Because I miss you. You're my family. That's it. (laughs) I'm talking to you, Kia. I miss you. (laughs) But we did get to see the baby for once. And, you know, I just hope that people can learn how to be kind to children. Um, There's some idiots in this world that are facing Fed charges for Mm -hmm. stupid behavior in public. One of which is a lady who who coughed on intentionally 30, I think $35,000 worth of produce in Pennsylvania. So this lady goes into a small supermarket. She's an asshole. She coughs all over the produce and the supermarket had to dispose of the produce for the safety and health 
of their patrons. So $35,000 worth. And then replace all of that. Just down as if there are not tons of starving people out here. You think it's okay to, 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 and she said it was a prank. That's why she did it. There's just so much evil in the world. And I think that it just shows up in so many different ways. Did you see like the vibe, the video that went viral? It's like, it's like 13 kids sharing the same lollipop. No. It's like, they're literally like, like there's a song playing and they literally just kind of like pass it along. And I'm like, this is the reason why. Like what? In the um, and nasty? I don't know if you heard about the. The Amazon Amazon Prime delivery guy. No, what he do? He was spitting on packages. <gasps> like he would leave the package on. Like there's video, like the uh, doorbell camera uh, video footage of him at multiple homes along his route. Like he would leave the box and spit on it, and then um, and then get back into his delivery truck and proceed about his business. What? I know that Amazon has fired him, but I'm just saying this is the kind of stuff. That we are out here dealing with. And I don't feel like it just now started. I feel like coronavirus is bringing attention to this in new ways. Oh, no, no, no. These are not brand new assholes. People have been filthy and disgusting like the young lady who was licking the ice cream in the store. Filthy little trash. I hope she's sitting in jail right now. Um, And then the man who, in a Wegmans, uh, one of the employees or somebody was like, can you... You need to stand a little further away. We're supposed to be six feet apart. And instead of him being like, oh, my bad, this nigga coughed on the employee and then screams out that he has coronavirus in New Jersey. This was in Jersey. Now, both of these people are facing felony charges, which I find to be delicious. I think it, it is it is it is so appropriate. It's not even funny. It's like, not even funny. Please and thank you. I also feel like the young man who tested positive for coronavirus and then got on a plane from New York to Fort Lauderdale. Oh my God! I think that he too should be uh, prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. You, he it, I let the he let the flight attendants know as he was deplaning that he had tested positive for coronavirus. And they just let him and all the other people that were on that plane just go their separate ways. That is absolutely asinine. So these are the kinds of things that, you know, make staying here, being sequestered into this in this home and make that makes it make me feel safe. It just makes me feel safer that way because people are evil. And this is not something that that society, unfortunately, society has come together in agreement on around ways that we need to slow this down and ways that we need to save lives and how we can just be better people. Um, and there's just, yeah, trash. All of this. Humans are trash. trash. Call me an eco-fascist. Trash. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Who's trash? I said humans are trash. You can call me humans an eco-fascist. It's fine. <laughs> <'cause that's> what... <laughs> Y'all president is out here talking about um, how he's only... He's only engaging governors that have supported him in the past. <laughs> Meanwhile, people are oh. dying. Oh, I, I, <laughs> and he's out here worried about this playground beef. You understand what I'm saying? Like, this is... Mm. I have never wished so many terrible things on a person in my life. Like, it's and exhausting. for all of the people who tell me I can't wish anything bad on anybody, I add extra wishes for them. 
<laughs> so you wishing on my behalf? Too. I, I wish on yeah, you. Oh, yes, you, my mother-in-law, <laughs> all of y'all. I don't. You you don't want to wish? I'll do it for you. I'll add extra sprinkles. Like I'm over it, and I don't care how nobody feels about that. This is an evil person. He's dangerous. Did you hear about the people in Arizona? This nigga got on. He talking about. I forget what the damn chemical is called, chlora something or other. It's in your fish tank. Like, it's it's a chemical you put into your at-home fish tanks when you have uh, fish tanks at home. So he's talking about that particular chemical is found um, in the Ebola vaccine. And so he spoke about that and then said that may be effective against COVID. And then these idiot boxes in Arizona drank the shit that they put in their fish tank. I mean, we just, I mean, what, what? We are, this is a problem. Maybe, may, like, maybe this is a social cleansing. I don't know. But I just, I, I, I'm i just, I can't with the, like, I can't with the blatant stupidity and ignorance and hate. And he's just an evil person. And I do not understand why he is still where he is. But that is all the energy I will give that what up mucus on this show um <laughs> i don't even want to i don't y'all call him a pig i wish y'all stopped calling him a pig pigs yeah, are delicious bacon is so delicious ham christmas ham with what glaze please and i don't want it don't tell me nothing about meat either um deja our homegirl deja she opened up about some of her mental health issues that she's been dealing with since about 11 years old and how she's been managing those. And she opened up about insecurities that she's felt and so forth. And I just love that she is using her platform at such a young age to talk about such important things. Um, and she doesn't have to speak out about anything. That's her personal business. But the fact that she chose to speak about something that she know will be impactful, knowing that, you know, there are young girls who, you know, like T.I.'s daughter, they like the way she looked, they want to look like her, all of that. I think it's important that she's speaking about things that, you know, they can listen to and pay attention to. So um, she, yeah, she, and I, I believe, don't quote me, that she's doing a TED Talk as well. Oh, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. So I'm all the way here for it. Um, lastly... So the brat, the brat, mm-hmm. has confirmed that she has herself an official lady. Yes, the the Jessica, uh, the real BB Judy of Kaleidoscope hair product. Yes, you know um, they it, they have been spotted on one another's social media for quite some time now. So those of us who follow, I follow Judy. Oh, okay, um, I enjoy her. So we've been following Judy for a while. We've seen that she's. She and Brad have been together or dating, and she's talking about how happy she is. But they've absolutely made things official. I think Judy brought her a Bentley for her birthday. She bought her a Bentley, and the Brat ugly cried on I Instagram. Mean, wept I wept sorely. Bald. Do you hear me? Like <laughs> she ugly cried, um, which probably I guess I would too if somebody bought me a Honda. So um, it it don't have to be no Bentley. I I love me a good Accord. Uh, or a pilot. I'll take a pilot. But yeah, so I thought that was cute. I was like, okay, now in my research that I that I was doing as I was doing this trash, I see that the Miss BB Judy used to be with a big light skinned nigga. Who is that? I don't know. I've, oh, 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 you're talking about Denzel Cox. Yeah, there we go. 
yes, he's just one of those Instagram male Instagram oh. bodybuilder type guys. I think he's okay. a personal trainer oh, okay. um, and has done some acting and modeling. Um, and she had a crush on him and mm. would refer to him as Daddy Shark. <laughs> oh, so okay. and then I think her followers like jumped in his mentions about it and they ended up meeting and they dated for maybe a couple of months, maybe a couple okay. of weeks to a month. A oh, OK. I don't know. Um, and then they they mutually decided to part ways. Um, and, and I felt like they still had an amicable relationship, like a friendship after that. But it just wasn't something that worked out. So that was her. That was probably the last relationship that she went public with before the brat. Um, the brat. But before him, she was in. Um, a long, a pretty long term relationship with a woman, um, another kind of local woman who was local to to okay. New Orleans, and okay. they were very happy. Oh, that's right, she is from New Orleans. Yes, kaleidoscope here. Um, <laughs> I love it. Well, you know what? We love the brat, and we love to see it. We um, do. I'm know, happy for her. We've been fans. I'm happy for, for long them because I really, yeah. Hi. Yes. How can I help you? You know exactly what I'm doing, girl. What are you doing? Parents from ASAP Noah. Thank you. You want to say hi to Auntie Kia? Hi. Did you just wake up? How are you? Mm-hmm. Go eat some dinner so you can go back to bed. <laughs> <laughs> What's for dinner? Okay. All right. You don't have to tell the world. <laughs> what, what, what did you make for dinner, sis? I made meatloaf. Um. Yeah. Yes, girl. You can have an apple. Just make sure you wash it well. I already washed them. Uh, <laughs> I made meatloaf. Um, nice. I do mine with a brown gravy. I do not do ketchup. Mm-hmm. Um, Dustin was getting on me earlier. He was like, "Well, it's not hood meatloaf if you don't put ketchup and cheese." <laughs> Bless his heart. I said, Dustin, I don't want hood meatloaf. So here we are. <laughs> I made meatloaf, right. red skin, uh, mashed potatoes, and um, some sauteed kale with shallots and garlic and some... I feel like I need uh, like a cooking lesson. I feel like because I've kind of been on a cooking hiatus that I'm lo- I've lost some of my thunder. Well... I mean, my food is not terrible, but I... Your food is good. I'm still enjoying it, but I just feel like I used to, like, really get down. And I don't know. I feel like something is different. I don't know if I'm depressed or if I just feel like... I mean, I'm in here. smother turkey wings, y'all. I'm just like, guys, what happened? I feel like I used to thrive in the kitchen. I don't feel like I'm thriving. Because you started going to the Orange Theory, and then you was like, well, I guess I'll just fix myself a Buddha bowl. I made spaghetti over the weekend. I made um, some salmon and I made like some spinach and asparagus. I mean, spinach and artichokes. Um, mm. uh, kind of like a cream spinach artichoke cauliflower rice thing. I got that from uh, Chef Risha on her page. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not, this was my first time actually cooking with artichokes and they tasted good to me. If you do an artichoke um, right, because if you get the wrong part and you don't do it right, it could be very tough. But if you do an artichoke right, it can be tasty. Was fine. Okay, good. But for, the texture of it was fine. But for me, I feel like it turned the whole, or maybe I put too much spinach, but I felt like it turned the whole thing green. This very unappetizing <laughs> green color that I was just like, ah. <laughs> but it tasted good I, though, right? It, it tastes. it was bomb. Like I ate it all. But, okay, good. I'm 
was just like, what happened? I feel like I used to just, I used to have ideas. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And I just feel like I make the same things. I, I need like a refresher. Well, I'm Maybe going I... to do some Patreon videos coming up okay. um, very soon. We're going to be quarantined for some time. So yeah, that yeah. will be coming up soon. I actually did some feelers on Twitter and asked people what kind of stuff they would want. And they said, you know, we want things we can make at home that's not chicken, rice, and broccoli all the time. So I made, so I bought, I did see some, I saw some beef, I had that, some beef, they're like, probably for like beef stew. Mm-hmm. Um, I got them from Whole Foods and, I, mm. and it's in my refrigerator and I'm trying to think like, what could I make with that? They, it's chunks, like beef chunks. Mm-hmm. Ooh, you can make your... Like, a, could I sear them and put them in the crock pot? Yeah, Absolutely. You could sear them in some garlic and some oil and, and uh, you know, season them up real good. Just sear them mm. real good on the outside and then stick it in the crock pot on low with some beef broth or some veggie broth. And you can add some mm. carrots or some root vegetables, some sweet potato if you want a little balance. You could get them shredded up and make you like some... Because what I like to do now especially is repurpose my meals. So, mm. like, I baked a whole chicken last week and... We had, you know, roasted chicken for two nights and then mm-hmm. I took it and turned it into chicken salad, mm-hmm. the rest of the meat. And then I took the carcass and put it in with some water and stuff and made broth and then turned that into tortilla, chicken tortilla soup. So, like, I like to repurpose in that way so that I can, you know, I'm not getting bored with the same things every single night. Yeah. But, you know, I help you out. I love I seeing help. my friends cook. I feel cook. like I need help. But Kia knows how to cook, y'all. Don't let her fool you. Like, Kia's cooked whole Thanksgiving dinners. I have. I made some green beans and smoked turkey. Mm. That was delicious. Oh, yes. I missed some smoke, some green beans and smoked turkey. And I put some white potatoes in it real grandma style. Oh, mm-hmm. yes. Oh, they were yes, very right. black. Oh, yes. <laughs> a little black. flecks of black pepper. Ooh, yes. <laughs> some slivers of time. onion. Oh, I love it. <laughs> It I was, love yes, nigga food. Onion, all of that. I got my I got a real good broth going. My turkey, yes. my turkey, Ooh. and then I put my green beans in that. And I use fresh green beans, not frozen. No, and I was like, I'm in here. Hello. I hate frozen green beans anyway. Something about the texture of them is weird to me. I think that it to me, I almost feel like when I use frozen green beans, I feel like my broth had really must be extremely flavorful because yeah, um, it's easy for those to get kind of bland after you. They, they they stress me out, those frozen ones. You know, I grew up on good canned. I mean, we did fresh, Same. obviously, we but we, did. We, we did love a canned green bean as well. <laughs> we <did>. But <laughs> we, we are did. babbling. Well, you know, know. what? We have more Sorry, babbling though. to do in the kitchen table. We have a quick shout out, though. Let's get to it. My sister's popping right now. Like. All right. Let's do a shout out. So I wanted to shout out everyone. At the crib, we see you, we love you, we appreciate you. Um, But no, in all honesty, um, I wanted to shout out our our healthcare professionals this week. Um, If any of our listeners and our healthcare professionals in general, you know, they're they're really going through it and um, they deserve. I wanted to shout out our healthcare professionals this week, you know, because they are... Busting their ass out here. They are really doing their thing. Um, You know, part of it, I have to give my sister her praise. My sister is a nurse in New Orleans. Um, She said they're up to almost 400 cases in her hospital. 
uh, alone, which is frightening to think about her going into work six days in a row. You know what I'm saying? And on call for days after that. So we know our healthcare professionals are really going through it right now. And um, also, you all are not obligated just so you know, forget what some of these trash people are saying online. If you feel like your safety is in jeopardy, you put you first. OK, like we'll all be OK. There will still be those in the in who, you know, who are working. But you put you first. If you are a healthcare professional, I saw a nurse who uh, said that she'd beat she'd 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 uh, gone through cancer treatment three times. And had health care issues and her boss was trying to put her on a COVID floor and had young children and had nobody to watch her young children. So, and then people online were like, well, you knew what kind of job you got into. You knew what you were doing. What the hell is wrong with y'all? Who raised you? It is okay. It does not matter what your profession is. Everybody's lives are valuable. And if somebody has already suffered in the past, you, they, they, they aren't, they don't have to suffer on your behalf because they chose, chose a certain field. You all sound like idiots, but I wanted to shout out health care professionals. I wanted to shout out um, everybody who's working in the supermarkets, uh, everybody who is forced to go to work right now and deal with people. Uh, we know the Instacart workers are working through their protests right now and Amazon workers are not being treated properly. And it's really it's really showing ugly sides of people during these times. So. We just wanted to make sure that we gave a little shout out to those who are really putting in the hard work. Also, I wanted to do a little quick business shout out. The Spice Suite. So I talked about the meatloaf that I made yesterday and the potatoes and the kale and all of that. I have been getting busy with the Spice Suite spices. I have her Spice Signature Sweet. Uh, I mean, by Spice Sweet Signature seasoning blend. I have that. I have the citrus hibiscus rub, a bourbon molasses, a blackberry balsamic, uh, a coconut lime balsamic. I'm very, very, very excited. <laughs> and I wanted to shout her out because I have been using, it's Angel from the Spice Suite, and I've been using her spices now since I got to the Spice Suite. And I can't wait for this madness to be over so that I can get back to the Spice Suite and get some more. Same. So that's our shout out this week. Want to shout out the healthcare professionals, the supermarket workers, um, th those who are just dealing with people in general, the delivery, delivery people are delivering right now. And then also we wanted to give a quick shout out to the Spice Suite. For sure, for sure, for sure. All of that. Um, you said it you said, amazingly well said, sis. I, I concur with all, all the things. <laughs> <laughs> There's no need for me to add anything else. <laughs> Let's get on like, mm -hmm, that. Yes. Yep. Yes. Q was just nodding away. Just nodding. <laughs> just nodding profusely. Just that's it. That's it. But I have done enough talking. Let's get to this kitchen table. Designed with measurements from millions of women, Third Love's bra styles are made to fit your life. They have over 80 bra sizes, but know that the only one that matters is yours. So, Kian, I mean, how long have we been talking about Third Love at this point? Man, at least a year. You know, Kia talks about her, her titties being, I think, what'd you say, first cousins? I mean, they're more, they're distant cousins. They're not at all twins. Oh, see, distant cousins, minor fraternal twins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> we say if your titties hang northeast, southwest, if they hang down low, no matter where they are in the world, 
<laughs> one's in Canada, one's in Mexico. Third Love has a bra for you. Indeed. This is hands down the most comfortable bra you'll own with straps that won't slip, tagless labels, and lightweight memory foam cups to mold your shape. I've been wearing third love bras even in the house you know what i'm saying i don't know about you all but my nipples get a little tender when i don't have a bra on for like my a Lord. time I, I mean you know it's just this is honest talk yeah. so you know i'm still wearing my third love bras in the house because that's how comfortable they are plus returns and exchanges are free and easy absolutely in fact thanks to third love's perfect fit promise every customer has 60 days to wear it wash it and put it to the test and if you don't love it you can just return it and third love will wash it and donate it to a woman in need which we love third love knows that there's a perfect yes. bra for everyone so right now they are offering our listeners 15 percent off your first order go to thirdlove.com slash grown right now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15 percent off your first purchase uh, that's thirdlove.com slash grown for 15% off today. Today, This week for the kitchen table, we thought that we would just kind of mash together the kitchen table and the black women self-care because we have literally been scratching and surviving out here in these quarantine streets and, mm -hmm. um, you know, wanting to just kind of come together and share some of the things that we individually have been doing to manage ourselves during this time the kinds of boundaries that we're trying to set, the kinds of activities that we are doing to kind of, you know, keep us in the right perspective and give us and, and keep us in spaces of gratitude and joy, even amidst all the crazy news um, and events that we are managing. Mm -hmm. So, sis, just just I'm going to kick it to you. Like what what is Jade doing to take care of Jade during this crazy time? Well, I I have to admit, for like the first week, your girl was not doing well. <laughs> I was walking around. I think I, I told you all, I was walking around in a fog. Um, but then I kind of started shaking that because there's, you know, I can't control what's going on. I can only control what's going on at home. So that's when I started getting busy thinking about different ideas on how to, you know, flip um, what I do into a digital space even more so. Mm -hmm. And then also... On a personal note, Saturday specifically, I didn't leave the bed. Yeah. I got up to pee, make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, um, heat up some soup later on, pee again, <laughs> pee a couple more times, and then that was it. Like, your girl was not, and I, and I, because I have this weird guilt around relaxing, um, I just feel like if I'm sitting down, you know, and it's not late at night that I'm supposed to be doing something else and that's not healthy. So I I was like, you know what? I'm going to lay in this bed and watch Netflix, which I don't generally do. And I'm not going to feel bad about it. And I told Tristan, I said, I'm not moving today. I just want you to know that, like, I'm literally not getting out of the bed. And he was like, cool. And I don't know why I have that weird guilt surrounding that. But so I did that. I watched Netflix all day, which I've not been able to do this entire time, surprisingly enough. Um, I got myself, I took a note from you oh. and got myself uh, a stoner color coloring book. Yay. So it is here. I'll show it to you, actually. Oh, that is precious. <laughs> <laughs> It is. I love it. So <laughs> <Look at> it's <laughs> it is 
literally a stoner coloring book. Um, it's got all kinds of shrooms and joints <laughs> and aliens with four eyes. And I got that and some Prisma colors. And I got Noah um, a coloring book, a relaxation coloring book for, for girls. That's what it's called. I'm not being whatever. Uh, and I said, let's have some quiet time. And when I need her to relax... We sit down and we color together. I color in my my mommy grown up coloring book and she colors in her coloring book with her own Crayola coloring pencils. So those are a couple of the things I can get to some more, but I've talked enough. What have you been doing? So I, like you, have been allowing myself the space and time to process this and really trying to take the pressure off of myself as it relates to uh, productivity, because this has really been a um a struggle for me, a deep, deep struggle, because y'all know that, you know, one of my major issues is I, I, I feel like I have to earn. Um, I feel like I have to earn things like rest. And, yes, exactly. Uh, joy. And, uh, you know, so when I am not as productive as I would like, I tend to guilt myself around. Um, you know, feeling like I don't deserve to just kind of lay out and do nothing because I have been doing nothing. Um, and that's something that I am, uh, you know, I'm really conscious of now and trying to find ways to keep pr perspective around that. So, uh, like you, um, I have been trying to give myself grace, um, mm -hmm. around, around that, you know, like, you know, when I don't have the capacity to do things, I don't do them. And right. um, exactly. letting, letting myself, um, like, you know, there are some people for whom having rigid schedules and um, structured, like really structured, uh, regimented schedules, mm -hmm. that, that helps them, that, that eases the pressure. And then there are people who are like me who that adds pressure. So I feel mm -hmm. like instead of the schedule, I've been trying to lean into the unschedule and just kind of being remaining conscious of the kinds of deliverables and things that I want to check off. But uh, allowing myself um, the space to just kind of flow in and out of things and be yes. honest about about my deliver my deadlines and what I can and cannot do. Um, et cetera, et cetera. And I found that that's really something that's been um, helpful is that, you know, me being communicative about that, especially with my team at work, just kind of saying, guys, you know, I can't take anything else on right now. This is what I'm working on. My mm -hmm. productivity is kind of, you know, my focus is off. So I'm moving a little bit slower, but I am moving. And just like, that was huge for me to be able to like acknowledge that and admit that to the people that I work with, because I carry around this pressure to just be like superwoman um, and mm -hmm. do, do everything. Yes. On time and perfectly. Um, me saying to my supervisor, like, sis, I'm, you know, I know that we talked about this and this is when I said I would have this done by, but I'm going to need some more time. And I just gave her the reasons, like I'm handling mm -hmm. this, I'm managing that. And, you know, I just haven't been able to move with the same level of, of, um, you know, speed and efficiency and productivity that I, that I'm accustomed to moving. So I've got to learn how to figure out how to do this in this way. Mm -hmm. And I found, you know, when I shared that with my team, other people also, you know, said, yeah, same. Me too. So I think it kind of opened up a conversation for me and my colleagues and my supervisor around like, this is where we are. How do we work within, um, you know, these new 
circumstances and kind of how do we support each other given this so that, that that's been helpful being more communicative um and trying to be conscious about what I need um and I've been coloring we talked about that last mm-hmm. week um and I also Toya had um the analog girl had a a zoom call last week last mm-hmm. I mean on Saturday um sure she, did it was like a I don't know. It was just really like a support group. It mm-hmm. was myself, Latoya, and maybe about 15 other ladies from different parts of the country nice. coming together on a Zoom call and just kind of talking about our experiences um, with anxiety during this time and just kind of having that community of the people saying, yeah, same, and kind of sharing tips and things that and resources and things that were for them. Just having that space. It was, mm-hmm. you know, and we talked about last week how Zoom had been a source of stress for me. It was dope because it was it allowed me to kind of like reclaim the Zoom space. Like it was like this is this <laughs> yes. is a less this this Zoom call is there's no pressure here. There is no, you know what I'm saying? Like this is this is a engagement. This is social engagement that I feel um helps me. Um, and not not adds to my stress. So that time was awesome. So I'm being intentional about setting those times and having those Zoom calls with my friends. Like, I mean, I might just send you, friend, and Crystal a link one day and say, hey, hop on the Zoom or, you know, let's just get together because it's a really a contained space where we can just have a, a talk um, and see each other mm-hmm. all at once. Um, group fa- group FaceTimes and hang- Google Hangouts all function in the same ways. But having those spaces, having those times with people who I love and, and enjoy and learn from has been like really, really, really dope. Yeah, I um, I first of all, I've never said Zoom so much in my life as yeah, I have man. during this time. And one way that I bring myself a little piece of joy is I hum the Commodores every time Zoom is mentioned in <laughs> <laughs> my head because oh I love that song. Dun-a, dun-a, dun. <laughs> I love mm-hmm. that song. But like it's just finding little pieces of joy. Um, yeah. For a minute, I had to actually not even just unplug from social media, but like detach from people that I knew yeah I just yeah I I was like yo the text messages right now the FaceTimes the everything it it is it is it it is over it got overwhelming for a second but then kind of you know when came out of that a little bit my cousin called me and she was like let's do a zoom uh dance party with the kids Mm -hmm. and we'll play music and and we'll all dance in our living rooms you know with our families for a little while or you know my mom called today and she was like let's set up a a Zoom family feud meeting. She was like, a family, a Zoom family feud game. She's mm-hmm. like, and everybody can log on at a certain time and I'll be the, the moderator and like, we'll play family feud. And like, you know, we're just trying we to, to find ways. ways. Yeah. I've been taking walks with friends. Like instead of me just going out and working out and just listening to music, Keisha and I talked during my walk and I talked to my friend Leonard during the walk. Um, mm-hmm. And then, you know. Oh, hey, Leonard. Yes. <laughs> So, um, so yeah, doing these kinds of things and being more innovative, finding ways to kind of reclaim the spaces that stress us out, the tools that stress us out, we have to use for work. Like, you know, um, it's, it's very important for, um, I I found that it's been very important for me to, to do that. And I mean, I'm Mm -hmm. also using this time to, you know, find like, and explore and find other strategies and, Try things that, that used to didn't work for me. 
<laughs> but not you. you know what I'm saying? Like I've talked before about team type and fast stuff about how like I'm not really a big fan of the Forest app or the Pomodoro method. Um, because those are those, you know, I feel like I don't know. I was just knowing myself, I felt like it would be harder for me to do that. But I'm working, me and Felicia were just talking about how I was gonna do something like that um tomorrow to try to commit, you know, I'm I'm gonna commit to having, you know, three to five. 25 minute Pomodoro sessions, you know, where I'm just going to pick a project and say, I'm going to work on this for 25 minutes, set a timer. Mm -hmm. And when that 25 minutes is up, I can do something else, whether that be a load of laundry or Mm -hmm. go for a walk or meal prep or anything. Um, I think that that might help me to kind of move through the day a little bit quicker. But that's something that I didn't really care for when I was, you know, moving in and out of my life as normal. Now that I'm in this, this this different circumstance i'm willing to try mm-hmm. you know it to see if it will help me so being open being um um uh, adaptable in those ways has been critical i also said that this week i'm going to and i know this is kind of the cliche form of self-care but i'm going to, i i went to when i went to whole foods yesterday i picked up a couple of sheet masks and mm-hmm. I'm going to, uh, you know, use my facial steamer and some sheet mask, give yes. myself some little skincare. Um, I'm going to, you know, I bought, I, I was going through my, my little hair care drawers in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I found, like, I was like, since my, since my size is growing out, I'm like, I gotta find some creative ways to like, you know, use scarves and head wraps to kind of. <laughs> To survive this <laughs> this time. So, you know, just trying to be creative around those. I said I was going to commit to, to doing makeup at least two times this week. These are the little things that I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find another book to read. Um, oh, actually, yeah. Fran gave me some good books that I'm getting ready to start. Um, let's see here. Oh, these text messages are too much. So I'm going to read um, Inheritance by Sharon Molum. Um, mm-hmm. Excuse me, Dr. Sharon Molum. Molum? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, how our genes change our lives and our lives change our genes. So um, that's one I'm getting ready to to get into. And also, Key and I talked about starting the book club up again. It was yeah. for a minute, you know, it was it, it got rough, like with life and moving and doing all of those things. It got rough. But I think we're going to be sitting down for a little bit of time. So this might be the perfect time. Yeah. For so us if you guys to, have suggestions of books that we might we might read together as the Getting Grown family. Yeah. Throw them, throw absolutely. them away. We can have another poll or something to decide or however y'all want to do it. I've also like other little ways. So I know I'm reading just tweets upon tweets upon tweets of people who are like, I'm tired of cooking. I'm tired of washing dishes. I'm tired of cooking for myself. I'm tired of washing dishes. It's taking everything in me not to post all the reaction, the oh, really memes. (laughs) (laughs) But um, just a little like life hack, I guess. I don't know if it's a life hack or not. What I do when I because I hate washing dishes and you would think that. And my husband does wash dishes sometimes, but that ain't he ain't doing that all the time. Let's just be real. He'll do other we things. We know he's not washing silverware. We know he's not washing silverware. <laughs> so when I'm cleaning as I go and I find myself, you know, where I'm I'm trying to knock a bunch of dishes out at one time, I actually prop up either my iPad or my phone above the sink. And 
I watch TV while I wash dishes. So like I'll put on something, not anything that I have to pay close attention to, but y'all know I like to mindlessly go to Bob's Burgers or or uh, uh, Seinfeld or, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, Living Single or whatever. So I'll put on one of those and I'll watch something on Hulu or Netflix on my phone or iPad while I wash dishes and I find that it makes it much more enjoyable and like I get through it without it being so tedious because I have something to kind of distract me at the same time. So, you know, it's just finding really small joys right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's all and, we have. That's all we have. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like I, I, uh, I said I was going to, I mean, a long time ago I found, you know, I used to have like a phase 10 app on my oh, phone. There's an app? Uh, yeah, because I really like Face 10. It's one of my favorite Me too. Games Same. But, um, so there's like, I'm, I'm I'm going to try to revisit that and just all kinds of crazy. I mean, all kinds of little things um, doing, uh, I've, like, you know, I'm, I'm trying to find the joy in experimenting and finding at-home workouts that I enjoy and feel like I can do. So I've been mm. trying to do the orange theory ones um, and going on walks and just try to keep my body moving. Um, and I want to also share that, you know, I've been talking to Toya, other other of my close friends about like tr- also utilizing this time to to really get back in the rhythm of having prayer time and time where mm-hmm. I sit in and wait to hear hear from God and engaging, you know, because prayer is one of the things my therapist even noticed. She was just like, you know, she was like, things lift off of you. Like physically, I see things lift off of you when you pray. Like your spirit changes, everything about you changes. If you can just find ways to sit down and and make yourself have that time, um, you'll find that it, um, you know, it really does make a difference. Um, and so I've been, I have group chats where we take different turns. We'll just jump on a call and pray. Or, you know, we'll have like some, some of us, sometimes we write out prayers and kind of share them in like a big shared iCloud note or a Google Drive or something. So finding creative ways to, to even build community around those kinds of supports listening and leaning in and figuring out what works for you we're we're sharing these things that we are learning about ourselves during this time not so that you can do what we do but so that you can be intentional about figuring out why it's important for you to learn yourself in these ways slowing Mm -hmm. down listening and really embracing the trial and error of figuring out what what the hell all of this is going to mean for you and how to keep your peace in perspective, mm-hmm. how to take care of yourself. Because what I'm learning about self-care is that it's more than just kind of a notion, right? We sh- we know that we should have practices of self-care, but it, it doesn't always come instantly or intuitively, right? It's something mm-hmm. that you have to learn. It's a, it's a capacity that you have to build. Mm-hmm. Um, and that requires effort and that requires and that means that sometimes you're going to try something and not like it or or it doesn't work for you in the ways that it worked for other people but not growing defeated or weary in that space but really like leaning in to figure uh to identifying what your practices of self-care will be 
Yeah, meditation. Like he has been praying. I've been meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, said I was going to get into journaling, but I, I still trying to just trying to really get into it. But it, it may not just be my thing. I don't know. I'm just not good at it. Like I'm just not good at remaining consistent at it. Um, and it may be because it's not. Maybe that's not my outlet. But meditation has been really, really key for me as well. And uh, I do that, you know, at night when I when I have some time to myself. Tristan puts a note to bed, and that's when I'm able to kind of sit. And with my thoughts, um, but it's been such a tool. And then also the one of the the last things I wanted to bring up because I know we've been talking y'all's ears off is um, don't feel bad if you can't get into a, <laughs> into a routine. Like mm-hmm. initially, I had all these bright ideas and big plans for homeschooling Noah and like you know getting being productive in this and that and while I'm not saying it's an excuse for me to just lay down every day and not be productive at all I find that if I balance it out like Kia was talking about earlier and I have my days where I am productive and then I have my days where I'm okay not being productive it's it's an okay balance we try to still treat the weekend like the weekend you know what I'm saying but I read a really good article that I can post in the description box that was like, first of all, I need you all to get it through your minds. You're not homeschooling. You're crisis schooling, Mm -hmm. which is completely different. And these children deserve an opportunity to kind of process and deal with this, too, because they are they are dealing with this in their own ways. They're traumatized. They don't get to see their friends. They don't get to do any of that. So if you can't stick to some super stringent schedule where you have your child sitting down, you know, at a makeshift desk from 9 a.m. to 3 p.m., you're not doing it wrong. You find what works for your family and what works best for your child. And don't beat yourself up if you don't think that you're sticking to whatever this schedule is that all these parents keep talking about, because I'm here to tell you as one of them, most of them ain't. Most of them have fe- most of them gave up on the second or third day. <laughs> so sure. and that also goes for people without children. You know, I thought I was going to I was like, I bought I got these kettlebells and I'm about to do this. And I have started to try to get into some yoga because my back has been killing me. And I realized with me moving so much before this and like starting to work out that my body needs some movement. But. You know, I can't beat myself up because I couldn't get into that the first, you know, week or two. It's like, okay, so you couldn't do it. Now you just set up some time to do it. Mm -hmm. And I think if we stop putting like these expectations and obligations on ourselves, it helps to alleviate some of that pressure, which will help to deal with managing some of this stress while we're living in such uncertain times. I love the way that's such a useful metaphor, right? That's such a that's so that's so key in terms of it being like this is not working from home. This is not homeschooling. This is crisis. This is like mm-hmm. we, this is these are not the the normal con- or or conventional conditions that that we would be working from home. Um, or and, that you, even you would even regularly homeschool a child, right? My bad. And, no, 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 no. I think that that that's a that's a very useful perspective. Um, so and and I want to just echo what you said around you know releasing yourself of this pressure to kind of you know you're gonna have some awesome days, right? 
Um, yes. But but really being challenging around being 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 conscious, challenging yourself to remain conscious of the fact that, you know, the likelihood of you having amazing productive days, you know, back to back to back to back to back are it's probably less likely. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. So like. You know, uh, knowing knowing yourself, taking this time to learn about yourself and really, 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 really working diligently. And this is a message to myself about uh, being working diligently to not beat up my beat up on myself so bad when things don't go as I have planned them to go. Exactly. Um, I, I've 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 worked from home before, but I've never been on house arrest. Right, <laughs> working from home. <laughs> so. I don't know how to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like your how sh- how quickly your priorities can shift and do shift, and 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 then still being expected to to produce with the same you know at this at the same levels that you were producing, um, and and also being inundated with news and all kinds of, of all kinds of things, right? So it's just a huge adjustment, and I feel bad because I was mm. telling Jay even in preparing for these shows, you know, since all of this has happened. You know, it's been hard because, you know, you don't want to I don't I don't want to feel like we are just coronavirusing you all to death. Like all of our content <laughs> is centered on that. But we also have committed to Jade and I in the past committed to showing up in this space in authentic ways. Right. So, you know, these are the realities that we are living right now. Mm-hmm. So it seems uh, almost inappropriate. It feels weird for us to kind of just go on about our content planning calendar as normal (laughs) when we are being you know we getting text messages about people who we love losing our losing their lives and we're getting and we're and we're you know trying to balance all of these things moving at one time so we do hope that this has been a useful conversation we hope that you are curating self-care regimens and routines and really taking this time as an opportunity to learn what you require when it comes to self-care what are the things that um you know sustain you what gives you life what restores you what restores your energy what are the things that you need in order to remain creative um even under unforeseen circumstances Mm -hmm. um so take this time to sit still if you feel like you find like myself I find myself struggling to remain busy and I'm just like well Lord are you telling me that I need to sit still like and if I do need to sit still okay so I'm sitting still what do you have to say how would you have me to operate what are the lessons that this that this season of my life is designed to teach um and you know I want to I want to encourage those people if anybody out there is experiencing what I'm experiencing you know, everything that we have to get done will get done. It mm-hmm. it always happens. But if you find that you're not, you know, maybe this is the time that we that has been designated for us to figure out how to take better care of ourselves, such that when we get back into, um, you know, our routines, you know, once we once this once this hopefully moves, um, you know, once we move through this season, when we get back to our r- routines, we will have already built these skills and capacities around taking better care of ourselves i love it lastly what the time is not for right now 
is uh, it's not for you to call all the people that you ghosted and whatever else these memes <laughs> are telling you. My Lord. It's not for you to call your ex and apologize because if, though, if, if those people are anything like myself, they're going to tell you to get off their goddamn phone. <laughs> so, Please, girl. We don't care about your moments of reflection. Pray about it and ask for forgiveness or however you, you manage that. But I, uh, we're not here for it. <laughs> this is a time like, for self, right? For self. <laughs> time for self. Not the girl you ghosted nine years ago. That ain't it. Yeah, so. man. And if you're feeling so strongly about that, then maybe time. Why am I feeling so strongly about reaching out to someone? Like, what makes me want to go backwards at this time? Like, you because know. Because your whole life is flashing before your eyes, right? Yeah, now. man. Being conscious and moving with intention. <laughs> just like, am I calling this person out of panic? I think right. I might be. Right. Am I so, calling them because I just want to gather up all my last chances of getting yes. to whatever good place I believe in? <laughs> like, yes, indeed. <laughs> Moving through but the flow. Let Move. us know what y'all are doing. Like, yeah. let us know, if, you know, if you found some little hacks or games or, you know, creative ways that, you know, we've seen. <laughs> I'm a bitch. I, <laughs> I, we, I saw the <laughs> I, saw, I saw the story about the COVID date. Yeah, or the you know Corona Dakota quarantine what, date or whatever. So and like the, nigga, the person from the from club the, quarantine that reached out yeah. in the comments. And the girl, and no, the girl who was dancing on her roof, and then the dude uh, yelled across the way, and then he built a, a, a bubble boy, and then got in it, and they went on a public distancing date. Um, half of me was like, bitch, and then the this other half was much. like, all right, whatever, whatever, works, find your yeah. ways. <laughs> but <laughs> Like I recognize the problem is me, but um, yeah, if you guys are finding little creative ways to get yourself through, we'd love to hear about it and, you know, kind of broadcast everybody's ways so that we can be in this together. And maybe there's something that you're doing that other people haven't thought about doing. So send those over to getting grown podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on Twitter. Hit us up on Facebook. Hit us up on Instagram or the website. So, but yeah, let us know how you dealing in this new world that we're living in. All that. All we right. ain't got no uh, black woman self-care. So we'll ride on Bozy to the Odyssey backs. <laughs> All right, Dean. Honestly? Truly. All right. Let's get into this honesty box. Let's oh, they it. have straight up and down asked for a pseudonym. So let's give them one. Um, Jill. Jill. <laughs> Not from Phil. Uh, Hi, Jade and Kia. To start, I loved listening to you all since you started in 2017. Three years, nigga. Yeah. It has given me a lot of insight to getting grown. Now, this is a multifaceted issue, but I will try to summarize. I'm the oldest sibling out of my brother and I. I'm 24 and he's 19. I've always been the responsible one out of us in my friend groups. And with that, the one everyone confides in. I currently Mm -hmm. go to counseling because I have just had so much anxiety in life through the anxiety heightened my junior year. Oh, though the anxiety heightened my junior year of high school. And now I'm basically at a relapse of that again. During that time, my parents went through a near divorce and I wish they had gone through with it because at this point it's been hell for me ever since. But we're Christian and they don't want a divorce. Starting probably around age 21 for me, my mom began asking me for money when she was short until her next paycheck. She works full and part-time jobs, and my dad was always unemployed, unemployed, underemployed, on and off. I would always say yes because I knew she would pay me back. 
Fast forward to current day, she has asked me for larger sums of money more frequently. And now I'm at a point in my life where my money gives me anxiety. I have my own condo that I alone pay a mortgage for, my car, my student loans, etc. My mom still pays me back, but it's extended to my dad asking me for money from time to time. My brother, because he got himself in a bad situation recently, etc. I feel like I am my family's bank and I can't take it anymore. How can I say no to my family without me feeling bad or them feeling betrayed since I've always been the consistent one there for everybody in my extremely dysfunctional family? I know there was a lot to this and there are more details, but that would be too long to email. I hope this makes sense. It absolutely makes sense, Jill. Do you have some advice for Jill, sis? I feel like, Jill, girl, I think that you say no just the way that you say no, right? You just say no. There's, I don't think that there is a certain way to say no. Um, I think that you have to first, but before having this conversation, you need, I, I would, I, feel, I think if it were me, I would work with maybe my therapist or work with, I mean, the supports that I have available to me around processing, um, I would figure out first how to relieve, relieve yourself of the pressure that you're putting on yourself around, um, you know, you don't, the, the burden of, of being the only person in your family that is consistent and capable of, of, you know, contributing financially Mm -hmm. and otherwise, just because you can do it doesn't mean that you should. Um, and, um, I think, I think like coming to terms with the fact that, you know, you can still be an amazing daughter and an amazing sibling without, uh, financially, you know, letting people into your bank, into your money like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like Mm -hmm. you can, you can establish boundaries and determine the conditions of your relationships, Um, and you just have to, I mean, you just, I would encourage you to just really just think about, oh, you know, defining what those roles mean for you and, and having a very clear sense of, you know, what you want and how you plan to get it, how to be supportive, um, in ways that don't, you know, compromise you and, and, you know, just have, cause I'm encouraging you to have that conversation to do that work on yourself before going to, have these necessary conversations because I, I would I would want you to be secure and 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 stand firm in knowing yourself. Like I wouldn't want whatever they say or however they respond to this to um, impact you negatively. Mm-hmm. I would um, you know knowing that you know no because having you know I, I don't want you to come to t- come at this conversation from an insecure space right it's not it's not a question of whether or not you love your family and whether or not you're willing to support them but you just notice a pattern that does not serve you that actually um you know sets you up um you know in, in ways that may harm you in your future and you're trying to mm-hmm. really erect a boundary to protect yourself and to pr- protect what you've worked hard for and it doesn't mean that you don't love them but you just want to move differently within the relationship and you have that right so um i, w- I would encourage you to kind of work and build up your secure like you know your own sense of security in yourself and who you are um and then just you know, work on articulating your position. You you articulated yourself very well to us. So I, I feel like you already have the tools to have the conversation. But for me, it's just about making sure that you have done the work such that 
you are prepared and you know that you're going to be okay, regardless of how they respond. Absolutely. I, uh, I 100% agree with Kia. You can't control what their, out, what their response is going to be. But um, the only way that you're going to be able to put this to a stop is setting hard boundaries. And that means just being able to say no. And that it's going to take some time probably for you to kind of get over that feeling of guilt um, or feeling like you're betraying your family, but you're not. You know, and I know that's something that, that you know, we all have to work through in individual ways, you know, setting boundaries with loved ones. But that's what it's really going to take in order um, for you to put it to a stop, because as long as you continue to enable it, they're going to keep asking. It's just as long as you keep giving, they're going to keep asking. Yeah. So um, finding, you know, maybe maybe finding somebody to help you to cope with the guilty feeling of it, maybe finding a online therapist right now to help you cope with the guilty feeling of it and working through that might be something that's helpful. Um, and managing how you feel surrounding setting those boundaries. But as like he has said, I think I think setting those boundaries is what's going to is what's going to be able to put this to an end, unfortunately. And there's a lot of there's a lot of people out there who have to do it <laughs> a yeah. lot. They have to be like, I can't. And, and you have to be, I ain't got it. I don't have it. I don't have it to give. I'm sorry. I ain't got it this time. And guess what? They will find a way because they found a way when you were a child. Right. So they're going to find a way now. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's yeah. I mean, and, and, or maybe it could be some criteria that you set, like, you know, and I don't know, it's just like, I shouldn't say, I don't know, but like, I'm just thinking like, you know, these are just options, right? I'm not saying that this, this for sure will work, but maybe it's about like, instead of like, maybe there's a way that you can wean yourself from it. Um, or if, like, like you know, kind of roll out the boundaries in 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 in, in other ways instead of going hard stop. Like you can just say, you know, after this certain amount of time, I'm not going to do this, or I'm only able to help you under certain certain circumstances. Maybe I don't know if it's like having agreements or signing things and just kind of like, or, or having some having some structure around it such that people don't feel like they can just come to you. Um, and and have have a right to you and your money in ways that mm -hmm. are it, it's not fair. So I think that there are ways to go about this. This is not something that, you know, is completely impossible to manage. I think it's just going to be about figuring out a how to protect yourself um, yep. and um, how to how to advocate for yourself. <laughs> In all the ways that you need to while while you and your family kind of navigate this time. Absolutely. I agree with an O. Okay, please, um, please keep us posted, Jill. Yeah. You know, hopefully that was helpful. Um, I know, you know, sometimes the necessary things are not the easy things. So um, please keep us posted. Just know that we support you. We know this is this is something that's difficult, but You'll be able to get through it. You're 24, though. Mm -hmm. You're 24. So you have every right to be living right now. This is when you need to be living. <laughs> yeah, and this is when you need to be saving. And this is and when saving. you need to be building a strong financial foundation for you and your family. You know, whatever yep. that will look like for your future. So there are, I, I commend you for recognizing that this is a pattern that needs to be broken. But it's now mm -hmm. it's just about figuring out the right ways to go about that. Absolutely. 
So yes, keep us posted, Joe. We do wish you the best. Keep us updated. Continue to send your honesty box questions to gettinggrownpodcast at gmail.com. You can also hit us through the website, gettinggrown.co, I believe. It is Mm -hmm. all in the description box. Uh, And we will move along to these petty peeves. Oh, yes. And I want to be very responsible of the things I say to my sister. Because everybody know I can be real petty. P-E to the T-T-Y, honey. All right. It's time to be petty, and I am ready. Um, Mm. So we have now transitioned to, like, you know, online platforms for worship and the study of the word and all kinds of things. And I'm all for... um, you know, technology and using it um, and the benefits of it, of its use in this time. But I feel like I, I'm, I'm compelled. I said I was going to make an Instagram video about this as well, but I, I feel compelled in my spirit to address something as it relates to the, to the churches and, and how we're kind of figuring out how to, how to worship and, and study God's word remotely. So I feel like millennials, um, we have an obligation. It is our duty and responsibility to support our mothers and grandmothers and aunties in figuring out how to participate in the online worship experiences <laughs> because they are being disruptive. And, I'm, <laughs> and I am holding all of us responsible I think we have to sit down and do some some professional development. We have to do some skill building work <laughs> workshops and programming with our mothers and grandmothers and aunties if they're going to participate in the online prayer calls and in the online Bible studies and you know these kinds of things. They cannot carry on business as usual. Okay? There, there's protocol and procedure that must be followed um, when they enter the, you know what I'm saying? You got to learn how, first of all, the very first thing that they're going to have to learn how to do is shut the hell up. <laughs> okay. We have to understand that this is not the space for you to be chatty. It's not the space for you to be so vocal. You know what I'm saying? I was participating with Keisha, like one of uh, the church was having like a women's Bible study and they had it via Zoom, given the circumstances. And it was really, really like my nerves were graded. I mean, they just were graded cheese. My nerves were graded by the end of it. It was just shaved nerves all over the apartment. (laughs) Because your grandmothers and aunties came into the room, every one of them, all, they didn't know how to mute their devices. We they they were just talking. We heard people chopping <laughs> celery and onions, and we heard phones ringing. We heard fussing at the hey hey y'all kids need to get somewhere and sit down. All of these things. Oh wow, sounds like getting girl. <laughs> right. All of these things were happening, and it was really distracting. And embarrassing. And I'm just like, we're going to have to teach Aunt Peggy and we're going to have to teach Annette and Diane and Carol how to use the Zoom. Not, okay? chop, not chopping celery. No. You can't. I mean, they was just rinsing, washing dishes and wiping things down. We just heard all of these things. So when you come into the Zoom, 
you're going to have to learn how to shut up. And then you're going to have to learn how to mute your devices. You have to also <laughs> learn that we can see you if you don't turn your camera off. Oh, and like, you know, it's a corporate, it's a corporate experience. We're talking about a Zoom call that's going to have hundreds of people on it. So I do feel like, you know, the church and other people who are overseeing, facilitating these things, there are steps that need to be taken on that end too, around kind of, you know, controlling, crowd control in those ways. <laughs> but I feel like until we can get that under control, I think what we can do on an individual basis is reach out to the aunties and grandmas and mamas in our family and make sure that they understand that they are not to be on the Zoom. Like, uh, the lady was praying, open us up in prayer. You know, when you turn the Zoom on, you kind of see everybody at the same time. Mm -hmm. She was like, all right, Miss Sharon, this hair is cute. Like, since <laughs> we're, all, we're already started and you are late. And this is not the time for you to be greeting the women and talking about Miss Sharon's hair. It's inappropriate. You're going to have to shut your mouth. So I don't know who is responsible, but I'm going to hold us responsible in the interim. Right. So if you know that your big mama is getting on the on the on the Zoom call for Bible study, make sure she know how to conduct herself so that our nerves are not graded as we are trying to seek solace and find hope in the study of the word of the Lord. Because I, I know y'all are helping them set it up. I know y'all are helping them set it up. I know y'all mm -hmm. are helping. I know y'all are opening up and you can't just click the link and walk away. You got to have a conversation with yeah. your Aunt Roxanne about the things <laughs> that she is to do and the things that she is not to do <sighs> while she is worshiping with the women of God online. And I want her, and I'm, I, I'm not saying I don't want her to be there. I think that she should be there and she should participate. But there are ways that she has to participate. And those ways include that she should not be, we should not have to see her scrubbing her bathtub down while <laughs> we are trying to pay attention to what's going on in the Bible study, girl. Show so them I, how to turn the video show and them how audio to turn off. The, mute themselves. Show <laughs> them how to to make it known to the facilitator and the leader that they have something to say. Let them know that if they do have a comment, they have about one minute to make it. We don't want to hear them rambling and giving all the backstory about their brother who was an amputee in the war. I don't want to hear that. Okay? I don't want to hear that. <laughs> Ask your question about our study in the book of Esther and we can move along. <laughs> I'm so sorry. And I'm not trying to be mean. You know what I'm saying? Because I understand. Because I, Rhonda and my grandmother, are I too hold them responsible. You better believe I called them and said, I hope y'all are not embarrassing me down to the, to the online worship. I hope you know how to conduct yourself because I don't want to have to come down there and show you. I think if we all took the responsibility to make sure that our mamas and grandmamas know how to work their devices, we could all just get a little further. That's all I'm asking. Make sure your big mama and your, your mama dear know how to act in the Bible study. Okay. <laughs> she should not be washing her pots while we're doing this. Or if she does, <laughs> she should know how to turn her camera off so we don't see her elbow deep in her green spot, okay? And making all this noise. You know how I know Kia's irritated because she started poking her bottom lip out while she was going off. <laughs> it really irritates me. It really grates my nerves because, you know, I get embarrassed for people. And I'm just like, why don't they know that we can hear them? Why don't they know that we can see them? 
<laughs> you Somebody just needs said to it. tell them. You should have just said it. They being disruptive. You might as well disrupt the whole thing and be like, excuse me. Can everybody just turn their audio off if or their video off if you're in the middle of using Comet or Ajax in your tub? <laughs> if you're making potato salad, like... Like, since we, we don't, don't need, need to, to see you cutting up this celery, we don't need to see you. We and don't need to hear the sizzle of the grease. Ooh, <laughs> Nothing. So just make sure that your, make sure your mama didn't know what she doing. And if she want to be on Pastor's Fireside Chat, more power to her. Okay? <laughs> I'm all for it. But just make sure she ain't busting all out and embarrassing your family. Because that's what she's going to do if you don't tell her. That's all I got. Well, speaking of somebody's great auntie or grandmother, <clears throat> um, so, you know, I have seriously holed up in this house. I don't leave unless it's to go to the supermarket. Um, but I went downstairs because I realized I had an Amazon package. And I think I told you all somebody stole my last Amazon package. So when I realized the item had been delivered and they didn't bring it to the door, I had to go down to the mailboxes. So there's a number of obstacles that I that I went through in a matter of like three minutes. I did not want to take the elevator because, the el- you know, I don't want to be in a closed, confined space. Touching buttons and carrying on. Right, just, just gross <laughs> to go check the mail. So full disclosure, there is a man who lives in my building who... If to the outside world appears to be homeless. Mm-hmm. He walks every day to downtown Brooklyn carrying shopping bags um, and walks back and doesn't really talk. And it's clear that, you know, there are some mental health issues or, you know, something along those lines. So <clears throat> he also hangs out in the stairwell. He's the only person mm-hmm. who hangs out in the stairwell. So from time to time, you will be walking down the stairs and he'll just be in the stairwell with all his bags talking to himself. You know what I'm saying? It's just kind of like you run up on it and you're like, this is not what I was. Okay. So right. I'm, I'm going down the stairs, racing down the stairs to go get my Amazon package. Old boy's in the stairwell. So I'm like, oh. And he seems like he's in a mood. So then I got to go to another floor and catch the elevator. Mm-hmm. So, because I also don't want to come in close contact trying to squeeze by and pass him on the stairs. So I'm irritated. I got to take the elevator. So I got to take the elevator down. And then I get down there. Package is not there. I'm, I'm, you know, irritated and all that. Check my mailbox. It's in there. Okay, cool. Grab it with a gloved hand and have to take the elevator back up because I know he's hanging out in the stairwell again. So I go... And I'm like, please don't let anybody get on this elevator with me. Please don't let nobody get on this elevator with me. Two older people walk into the building. <clears throat> My building is pretty much all older black people, mm-hmm. usually Caribbean. So two older people walk in and they speak. And I'm trying to, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I just give them the head nod mm-hmm. and, a, and, a, and a little noise. So then the auntie grandmother is like, oh, well, what's wrong? To you? Now, I had just, yes, and I had just learned that my friend passed, but mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't like, I wasn't crying in that moment. I wasn't, I was just kind of standing there and I'm trying very hard not to breathe because right. because I ran downstairs, I didn't have my bandana on, so I'm trying not to breathe. So I'm like, mm. and she's like, well, what's wrong? And I was like, nothing. <laughs> 
she comes and rubs my arm. Oh, I mean, patted and rubbed my arm. She was trying. Now, <laughs> she was trying. And while I understand that she has a beautiful spirit, now ain't the time, Aww. Esther. Aww. So then I'm like, no, 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 no. I freak out in that moment. I back up and I was like, miss, I mean this with all the respect in the world, but we cannot be touching each other right now. I was like, now is not the time. I appreciate you being a beautiful spirit, but nah. Mm-hmm. Her husband's with her and he looks pissed. So I don't know if he's pissed because I just told his wife, don't touch me, even though I said it very respectfully or I don't know what's going on. So she's like, oh, I know it's crazy times we're living in. Work. It's crazy times. <laughs> and she pats my arm again. <laughs> well, you know. <laughs> And I was like, miss, please. They just just don't get it. So then our husband flares up and he goes, didn't she tell you stop the dumb, touching the dumb arm? (laughs) (laughs) He said, said, she's sitting here telling you, you see the girls looking nervous. We're not even supposed to be out here together. (laughs) And she tell you social distancing and you touch the dumb arm again. You don't listen. So he was upset. And with then her in that moment, you. I was trying not to bust out laughing because spittles. But <laughs> he, that's why he was mad. So he was of mad course, not you. We get. I get on the elevator, hoping they not gonna get on the elevator. Especially since he just went off on her. They get on the elevator, so I squeeze to the farthest corner of the thing that I can. I'm holding my breath. I'm putting my robe over my face. All kinds of foolishness. So I get up. Oh, have a nice day, sweetheart. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> Stop so talking to her. Don't you see she uncomfortable? And he's still fussing with me. Bless her heart. When I was getting off. Bless her heart. Bless her husband's heart even mm. more for understanding not only the severity, but just like reading the room. <laughs> so <laughs> my petty peeve is for Estelle this week because she touched me. And I literally have not, I have not touched anybody outside of my home. So I was having a full internal meltdown, but I got through it, came in and I came in like I had blood all over my body. (laughs) I walked in and I was like, somebody touched me. They touched me. And Tristan was like, stay right there. (laughs) With grabbed Mm. spray bottle of alcohol, got me. I took my robe off, threw it in the dirty clothes, went and washed up, took a shower, did all of that. So... But that's that's my petty peeve this week. And that's mm. getting grown. Thank you guys this week. for listening. We also yeah. want to uh, shout, big up ourselves because getting grown is officially three years old. Blah, 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 blah. We are working on a plan uh, because, you yes. know, uh, the COVID has stolen our celebration. Or the ones that we were trying to put together in lieu mm. of our anniversary. So um, we are working on we are working diligently on you know a workaround for you guys. I yes. hope to share that information very soon. I think it's going to be something fun. Um, yes, so a la tuned. Erica Badu. Yes, yes, something fun, something that we can all engage in from where we are. It's going to be dope. So let us know. 
um will not let us know continue to uh <laughs> continue to check our social media um and uh check uh check out gettinggrown.co so that you can be uh in the know when the know is known um yeah. around what we're going to be what we're going to be doing but we want to appreciate each and every one of you who've been kicking it with us since March of 2017 I was looking on the SoundCloud uh over the weekend as I was talking um you know in, in preparing about what we're going to what we're going to do and I and I saw that we are you know set over 7 million I think like 7.25 million listens listens what? since since our original, uh, since our first air date um, in March of 2017. So I think that is something that is a mammoth and something that crazy. really humbles me. Um, and I don't take that for granted at all. I want to appreciate and shout out every one of you who have listened to an episode, encourage somebody that you know to listen to an episode, you guys mm -hmm. for being such an awesome community for myself and for Jade. Um, and we just love the space that we've been able to build collectively with you all around the kitchen table. So thank y'all for rocking with us. We we wish, we hope and wish and pray that you continue to do so as we keep moving forward in this thing. And um, yeah, man, stay safe. Yeah. Wash your hands. Don't touch nothing. Don't touch nothing. Keep drinking water because, you know, hydration yes. and immunity. Do take your, your vitamins. Take your vitamins. Do your best to mind your business. Now is the time that we should be. This is like mind your business boot camp. This is like, this is when we should be learning what it feels like, what it looks like, how to really embody <laughs> the act of minding our business. Um, yeah. It's just important. If we all worry about ourselves, we'll get a lot further. Mind your business, moisturize your skin, drink your water. Stay hydrated in these streets. Um, why, sis? Because your arm will get chopped off the next time you touch mine. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Y'all take care. Stay up. Stay safe.